Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we have a very special show for you. Um, it's about a very uh, tragic event that happened in our community 10 years ago tomorrow. Um, something that touched everybody in this town and this county. Um, it was the night that uh, Officer Chris Kilcullen uh, was driving home, uh, started, saw a, a driver, um, started following that driver and ultimately that driver ended up shooting and killing uh, Chris Kilcullen over on 52nd Street uh, near um, off of I-105. Um, I have since made uh, friends with his wife, Christy, and uh, tomorrow there's a huge uh, remembrance um, at the site at one o'clock and anyone is invited. Um, it's going to be a, a, a wonderful event. Uh, the police department's putting this on with the help of others. And it's just to remember Chris and who he was and you know what he, what he died for. And uh, uh, you won't find many people that have anything bad to say about uh, Mr. Kilcullen. And so Christy was kind enough. She is, um, for obvious reasons, she just wants to, you know, be with her kids uh, tomorrow. So she's going to be staying away. But uh, she got me connected with Chris's dad, uh, John. And well, first, I got to tell you, we can't do this without Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning. They're our sponsor. And when I told the folks over there we were going to do this, they got tears in their eyes. And they said, oh, we have police in our in our family and and we really want to uh, this is something we really want to support and we're really happy to do that so um so let me bring john on john so there you are there we are buddy how you doing 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 real good rick thank you for having me oh well thank you for being here i'm excited to talk to you because um i i think it's just good to especially in the in the the, the climate we're in right now um to, to have these conversations and make uh police officers human again, <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, tell. so start by telling people what happened uh, 4.30, the 22nd of April, 19, or 2011. Well, it was at the end of Chris's shift and he was working motors, of course, and was on his way home. As he was on 105, I think he did get a call that there was somebody that was driving a little erratically. And then he came upon that person at about 14th, 105 and 14th or Mohawk, and then followed them for a little while. Uh, they didn't pull over immediately. And then they came to a light at 52nd where they got caught up at the light. And so Rick or, or Chris pulled uh, beside them and was getting off of his motorcycle when Cheryl Kidd pulled out a gun and shot him. She then drove away, leaving Chris on the on the road. So you get the news and you're obviously just ripped apart. The, the, the sense of, of loss was just overwhelming. We actually were camping and had tried to get Chris to um, go with us that particular weekend, but he had to work on Friday and uh, so he wasn't able to do it. And we were able to, well, we got the call that something had happened and we just immediately, Sherry and I immediately dropped things and uh, headed headed to Christie's house. Just, so John, did you know at that point that Chris was, was deceased? I did. 
I did. I, 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 I couldn't. I, I drove, but it was, it, it was faster than I should have, and I, I just was teared up the whole time. I, I think. What kind of response did you get from the community? Because I, I mean, I think most of us were just like, "Oh my God," you know. Well, mostly it was great support, and so many people told told me good things. Uh, good interactions that they had had with Chris. Of course, I knew that from prior contacts with people. I would regularly have, uh, you know, friends and acquaintances uh, stop me or call me and tell me that they had had an interaction with Chris. And after we lost him, I mean, the the showing at his memorial there at the the university was just overwhelming how many people uh, were there, how many people were uh, along the roadway, kids coming out from the school. Uh, you know, it just seemed like everybody was, was tearful and uh, sad that Chris was gone. I went and that it was at Matt Court, for those of you who don't know, and it was packed. I mean, it was just, there was just so many people and everybody showed up and even people like me, I never met Chris. Um, I knew who he was, but I had never met him. And just, it was just such a, and then you saw Chris left behind. How many children does he have? He has one daughter and one stepdaughter. Okay. And I know they desperately still miss him. Um, yes. Well, like I told you earlier, Katie and Christy are, are downstairs right now. <laughs> Yeah, she won't come on. She's not going to do that. No, no, she won't. She's a lovely woman um, and just a special person. Same officer killed my uncle in front of West 11th Fairmont parking lot before this incident. So, so what was Chris like? Like, tell me, what was he? You know, what he's your boy. What was he like when he was a little kid? Was he was well, he always kind-hearted like that? He was, and always quick. Uh, he was funny. Um, he, I, one of the things that I remember, uh, that just shows what kind of a kid he was, you know, he was built like me, not a skinny kid. And when he was in second or third grade, he was going to a school at in Santa Clara and you got a punch card for your lunch. And so he went through and got his lunch and, uh, finished it, but he was still hungry. So he went back to the, uh, to the wait or the, people there at the cafeteria and asked if he could have another one. And they said, well, no, because you've already punched your uh, card. His response is, well, punch it again. <laughs> but but he loved to, to fish. You know, he was a real active uh, uh, in radio for a number of years uh, on virtually all of the local uh, radio stations as a DJ. He also had a DJ business uh, doing dances and uh, other events. And was that prior to being a cop then? It was, he was, he was. Oh, really? Okay. So I knew Rob over at KPNW really, they knew and loved each other and yep. I didn't know the connection. So he was a radio DJ and then he became a police officer. Yes. Yeah. He was a, gosh, he, he was Western. He was hard rock. He was, Easy Rock, all of uh, several of the stations here in town. 
So I had no, well, no wonder no many people, so many people knew him because you, you know, it was Chris Cullen is, it was his uh, radio name. That's what he went by, huh? Yeah. So how did he meet Christy? Do you know? Yes. He, he, so he's, she's going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to start asking really personal questions because I hope she's in the next room and then she'll come running in to correct me. But <laughs> so we'll get her. So how did he meet her? Uh, she went for a ride along with him. Her sister had done it and, you know, like doing it. And Christy's mother had heard Chris. She had a monitor and or scanner and she would listen to Chris and thought he was a nice guy. And so Christy went for a ride along with him and was just impressed with the way he handled uh, handled things. He, you know, one of the things that uh, he did is they picked up somebody who was homeless and having some problems um, and was hungry. And so on the way to jail, Chris stopped and got him something to eat out of his own pocket and then ran him off to jail. Wow. And you know what's funny, John? There are so many police officers who do that a lot. There, you know it, I mean? it happens all the time. The officers will take five, $10 out of their own pocket if they see somebody that is having troubles. So you started, was it, now correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't after this all happened, you got involved with the police foundation or, but did you start that or then tell people what that is? Well, I didn't start it, but I was one of the original board that put it all together. It was uh, initiated by Lee Lashway. And then I came on right away to uh, help put it together. What it is, it's a 501c3 organization that uh, seeks donations and monies that we use to support the police department and the officers uh, in ways that are not available through the normal uh, budgeting process. Uh, some of the things we've been able to do is we bought a dog, a canine for them. Uh, we sponsored a shop with a cop. We've sponsored a number of other activities. We've been able to purchase um, several drone drones for the uh, police department. One of the more successful things as far as supporting the officers themselves is uh, a coffee program. We have a contract yeah. with a local coffee company and it's right there in the department. They can have their coffee, their cappuccino, their whatever they need. Uh, and uh, we, we cover the cost of that through donations. Now, does this group, is this also the one that they will provide for police if they have somebody who's down and out that they'll just, they can give them, uh, buy them lunch or something like that as well? Is that from yes, the foundation? We, ha we have the Community Cares Fund and that's exactly what it's for. It's for people who, uh, it would people that the officers encounter that a small expenditure can maybe avoid a larger expense or interaction down the road. Things that we've been able to do are, you know, motel rooms for a real short stay, you know, um, a domestic violence issue and haul the, uh, you know, one gets hauled away. And so we'll make a hotel room available for the, uh, for the remaining spouse and their children. Uh, we've done it for grandparents. Um, we bought gas, we bought food. 
Uh, you know, anything that the officers encounter where a short, a, a small amount of money, I mean, a few hundred dollars will uh, take take care of them for a little while. So um, there is, oh, so people are asking, yes, there is a public ceremony tomorrow at one o'clock at uh, 52nd and I-105 where uh, Chris was killed. Um, right there, there's an intersection. There's places to park in the back neighborhoods, and there's going to be the police department. It's going to be quite a nice formal event, uh, but people can show up and uh, show their their uh, appreciation. Um, John, let me ask you this. There's so much negative talk towards police officers right now in the media. It's very popular to bash cops. How does that, I, I know how that affects other people in your family. How does that affect you um, when you hear that kind of thing, talk to me. Yeah, first off, I mean, these people, when they make their, those comments, they definitely didn't know Chris because you know, there isn't anybody who would not like Chris. Um, even people that for, with, for whom he uh, wrote a ticket found that they liked him. When I, <laughs> I served as a Eugene Municipal Court judge for several years, and I would regularly have one of the clerks come up and tell me that they just uh, had talked to somebody who received a ticket, and they had good things to say about the uh, officer who had given them a ticket. But one of the things that bothers me, I think, the most is the fact that some people want to paint the police department and all police officers with such a bad or a wide brush right. based upon the actions of a very, very, very few, a handful of uh, officers nationwide who do some things that are uh, not appropriate. And it just seems unfair. Other professions don't run into this. There's doctors kill more people than police officers do by magnitudes of numbers. Uh, just through their malpractice, but they want to focus on the police. And it just bothers me that that they don't get to know the officers. And if they knew the officers and knew what good people they were and why they got into the uh, profession, they would not feel that way. Well, and then you see the riots in Portland and where they're damaging you know, public property and and just calling police horrible names and, and then, like you said, it's this big, broad brush. that That's like saying every person in television is the same. Every person who owns a restaurant is the same. Every business. And that's what we do as a culture. We just wipe these big old brushes on people. And then we to discount them and to cancel them. And it's just, it has to stop. Um, you know, because how many, I covered cops for years. And um, the bad ones always got found out. And we've had a few in this community, yep. but they were in the news and they got there serving time. Um, they get found out. But it's like I, I think that as a parent of somebody, especially Chris, who who was killed in the line of duty by someone who was, you know, mentally uh, a mental Deficient. problem. Yeah. Thank you. Um and, and he lost his life because he was doing his job. And that's got to hurt every time you see one of those, these cases come up. And, and even like here locally, when there was the riots and the and they were anti-cops, it's just like, how, how fair is that? That's like saying all people with gray hair are this. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand that mentality. Um, he pulled my husband over 
And my husband said he was a wonderful man. He had a lot of respect for him. We talked about the ticket and Chris when he passed by 52nd Street. <laughs> that's really nice. <laughs> yeah. When somebody remembers a memory like that, that's pretty cool, huh? I still have people, once they recognize who I am uh, and that had interactions with Chris, will bring that up. And I know it's hard for some people to, to do that because they think, well, it's going to bring, bring back bad memories. Well, it does bring bad back bad memories to some extent, but it also makes me feel good to know that people remember him. And uh, as long as he's remembered in the community, then he's still alive to me. And it just makes me feel good. Does my heart warm to, uh, to know that he is remembered. I think one of my favorite shows lately is Coco. And the whole theme of that being that as long as a person is remembered, then they continue to live on. That's really sweet. Coming from his dad too. What do you, um, what does this ceremony tomorrow mean to you and the family? Uh, it's just over, uh, overwhelming. Of course, that's an overused word, but um, to have the department do everything that it is doing in recognition of Chris, they didn't have to do this, but they they are doing it, and I really, really appreciate that they're they're doing it, that they're recognizing Chris, and I know part of what what will be ongoing and. That's a, a great tribute to him. Everybody who knew him knew how he uh, how he was, and uh, to have everybody recognize him, have the department recognize him for what he was, is just heartwarming to me. So, John, as his dad, if you could sit down today and talk to him and tell him how much. Um, he meant to this community, what would you say? Uh, I don't know what I would, because uh, when I think about him like that, one of the, the things that bothers me the most about having lost him is that he will never know, other than looking down, he will never know what a wonderful daughter Katie turned out to be. And similarly, Katie will never know for sure personally what a wonderful father she had. Um, that's just not fair. And when when you guys tomorrow, when this is all over and you go back to your home, what will what will you? I know that there's still a lot of Chris's stuff around. Oh yes. Do you ever go in that room and just kind of touch things? Uh, I mean, I have his high school picture right above me and another picture of him and Katie right above me and some of the memorabilia from him uh, right behind me. Uh, I, I think about him all the time. I, I, we live right next to where he was. And when I'm out working in the yard, I just know that if he were there, he'd be right there beside me. He was just that kind of a guy. So what do you miss the most about him? When you're sitting in bed by yourself and your eyes are closed and it's dark and your wife's asleep and it's just you, 
what do you miss? His smile, his grin, more of a grin, and his wry sense of humor. Uh, he was just fun to be around. He was so gregarious. Uh, he was real active. I, I mean, obviously, from uh, his time on the radio, he just learned to be outgoing and talkative. He was, uh, he, he just was a joiner and a participator. And uh, I always loved that about him. So, um, yeah. You've kind of taken the you're you're not taking the place of Chris, but you are the you, you know you've you've had a lot to do. They, your family lives next door to you, and you've kind of helped with those girls a lot. Um, it's uh, do you do you see that kind of as a role? Like, okay, he's gone. I I'm stepping in here. I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be you know something that they remember by Chris. You know that kind of thing. Well, I try, uh, especially with Katie because she was only four. She had just turned four when we lost Chris. Um, we had, starting when she was four, we had date night once a week. I'd take her to a movie. You and her. You and, her. and that went on for years and years. Uh, haven't been able to do it because of the pandemic, but uh, we, we plan on getting it started up again. What do you think Chris would say to you? I think it'd be happy the way we held uh, the family together and supported the family. You know what I bet he'd say? Thank you for doing what I couldn't do, oh. what I wasn't able to do. Um, you know, usually it's a son who takes on his father's role. And this, in this case, you kind of had to take on Chris's role uh, for those girls and for Christy to some degree. And, um, that says a lot about who you are, John. I think you know what I mean. And I and I bet I bet Chris and you were you know you're not the same person, but you're yeah. like I, you you you. He's cut from good cloth. I'm gonna think. <laughs> no, that's real nice of you to say. Uh, we did have a lot of similarities uh, from our build, and you know just how we like to interact with people. So, anything else you want to say before we close? Um, just in remembrance of your boy, of the community, uh, what, what, whatever. It's kind of your floor, buddy. Sure. Well, I'd just like to thank you for doing this and all of the people who are uh, participating here and all the comments uh, that uh, I see coming up. Um, I, I just really appreciate the fact that people are remembering Chris and I want them to know that at least for me, it, it doesn't bother me. In fact, it makes me feel good if people come up and say that they remember Chris and remember what a good guy he was. I hope that that never stops. Yeah. John Kilcullen, um, thank you so much for your heart and that you raised such a good kid that we as a community can miss him so much. And um, just, yeah, and for sticking up for cops, you know, and, and the foundation and all the things that you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, there are, I, I, I would not want it to be any other way. I, I, I really appreciate uh, 
the foundation, the members of the foundation, the generosity of the community and contributing to the uh, foundation, the things that we've been able to do and will continue to be able to do to assist the police and make sure that they are uh, being taken care of. That's one of the things we're looking at for the future is, is, is how uh, making them well, uh, making sure that they stay well, both physically and mentally and ready to do the job and have the right attitude in dealing with uh, the public. One of the things I really appreciated about Chris is the fact that he, when he worked, did not have a heavy gun and heavy badge. He was out there really to help people and the gun and the badge were just part of the uniform that he wore. It wasn't a special thing for him. It was just part of what he was. All right, John Kilcullen, um, I will see you tomorrow at the All right. ceremony. All right, go out there and give Christy and Katie and all them a little hug and tell her to thank you for doing this for me. <laughs> all right, my friend, and you can go back if you're on Facebook or, or Krista, they can, you can go in there and comment to any of these people you want to. The comments will stay there and it'll be up there and then on YouTube as well, okay? All right, thank you. All right, thank you. Sir. All right, see you later. All right, so again, um, we want to thank Priority One Heating and Air Conditioning uh, for sponsoring our show and making this possible. Um, and thank John uh, for doing that. Um, thank you people in the community who support our police officers and uh, what they do. Um, and as you heard, when people die, remembering them keeps them alive to some degree. So never feel bad about going up to someone and saying something about someone who has passed because that makes them, it acknowledges the importance that they had in our, in our lives and in our world. And we get to do that every single day. And you know what, when you see a cop on the streets of Eugene or Springfield or Coburg or Brownsville or wherever you're watching this from, buy them a cup of coffee. Tell them thank you for doing what they do. Um, show them a little love. Uh, we can counterbalance what's going on out there, um, and we don't have to. Um, we don't have to riot. We don't have to scream. We don't have to yell. We just have to love. It's that easy. Um, please share this on your page so other people can see this and uh, see a different side of the police. Uh, tomorrow, if you wanna show up, it would mean the world to the family. Um, one o'clock, Highway 105, the intersection of 52nd where Chris died. Uh, that's where the uh, ceremony will be tomorrow. So you're all invited. And we thank the Eugene Police Department and Tony Weber and some of those diehard, wonderful people who are retired now, who are making this all happen. And then you know what I would, you know, I would also ask whatever your belief is, doesn't matter. But when you go to bed tonight, just say a little prayer for Christy and Katie, the family, John, 
and all the other police officers that are serving in our community. Just a little prayer. Just ask God to bless them. Sounds so simple, but it means so much to people. All right. I am Rick Dancer. I will see you live tomorrow uh, from the uh, ceremony at one o'clock. And then tomorrow night, we're going to introduce you to a new restaurant down in the Wit with um, any lab test now, Eugene. And tomorrow will be at a ceremony sponsored by uh, Parker Heights Real Estate. So keep commenting, John, and then we'll see him. Uh, that's all we have for tonight. Um, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, drop priority one a little note and say thank you for sponsoring great programming like this. This is really good stuff. I love doing this. Have a great night, you guys. See ya. Bye, John.